Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Praise God. The next one I want to talk about today is, we have been set free from the bondage of sin. Sin is bondage. Sin paralyzes. We have been set free from the bondage of sin. Let's look at John chapter 8 verse 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews, those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth you know shall set you free. The truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Are you following the dialogue? They said, You are talking about freedom. Well, we are not in bondage, so why are you talking about freedom? And verse 34, Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So, you see, you are thinking about physical shackles. But Jesus is talking about emotional shackles, spiritual shackles, psychological shackles, moral shackles. The worst of all shackles is not the physical shackles. As for the chains, the chains on your on your feet or your hands, it can always be broken off. But when people see you are a free man, but you are still in bondage. Free, but not free. So Jesus says that, assuredly, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Those days when you go born, we go born again, we used to evangelize on the streets with tracts. There was a particular tract that it was a big uh, alcohol bottle. And it's with a chain tied to it. And it has hooked somebody by the neck. And the alcohol big bottle was leading the person. The person is not free. Alcohol is, has held them captive. You know. And there are people who have been found, they found themselves in all forms of slavery and bondage. All forms of slavery. But Jesus says that, so it was on that premise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It was on that premise Jesus was talking to them. He says that if my word abides in you, verse 30, 31 again, Jesus said to them in the verse 31, then Jesus answered, if you abide in my word and uh, that you are my disciples indeed, then verse 32 said, and you shall know the truth. Who will know the truth? Who are you? Believers, but from the context 31, the people he's talking about in the 31 are those who know the truth. Who know the truth? Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, that's why we cannot trivialize teaching of God's word. Because that is what defines your limits of dimension of your liberty and freedom. Because it says that if you abide in my word, then you are a disciple indeed. And it is disciples indeed who are free. 
That's why he said, go into the world and make disciples. Not just believers. No, you can believe and still be in bondage. What's the difference between a believer and a, a disciple? A believer is someone who has accepted the lordship of Jesus Christ. But a disciple is someone who has been taught the ways of Jesus and is now beginning to practice it. So a disciple is like an apprentice. He's looking at what the master is doing and doing it. It's in what we do. So long as God's word is, the word we know is concerned, that sets us free. So, you see, that's why we can't afford not to teach the word. Because your freedom is at the point of the entry of God's word, which you practice. So if you don't practice the word, you hear, first of all, but Paul puts it this way when he was making his argument about winning the soul. Romans chapter 10, Paul says that how can they hear? No, before then, he starts by saying that as many as shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. As many as shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he raises this question, this argument. But how can they call on him of whom they have not heard? And then he says that, but how can they hear if there's not a preacher? And I went to say, how can they preach if they have not been sent? So it starts from sending. So you see, if anyone who is not being called and sent and comes to preach to you, the preaching that brings the blessing is the preaching based on the sending. The preaching of a sent one. Not the preaching of a, a, a learned, someone who has learned, has studied. Some people have studied, they have PhD in theology, but they haven't been sent. So when they preach, they can preach anything to you, but they are just reasoning with your mind, and it will still keep you in bondage. He said, how can they preach except they be sent? Now, when you are sent and you preach, and when you preach, then somebody can hear. Now, you cannot call on God if you are not heard of God. It's so important someone tells you something. You've been listening to music a lot of the time. Listen to some preaching. So something can get into your system. And once you hear, it, it, it empowers you to call on God. Then Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that, the Bible says that um, faith comes by hearing and hearing. And so if you don't hear, faith ain't going to come. And God can't help you if you don't have faith. Did you see that? God that just shall live by his faith. <laughs> faith is very personal. John, Jesus said, If my word abides in you, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All right. Then they said, But we are not slaves. Abraham, Abraham is our father. We are not saved. So how come you say we shall be set free? And Jesus said that anyone who sinned, commits sin, is a slave to sin. So watch this. So that means that the freedom Jesus was talking about was freedom from slavery of sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? So freedom from the power of sin. So how many of you have tried not to do something before and you find yourself still doing it? I know some of you are wonderful people. You look so good in church. You've tried not to do some things. And Paul puts it this way. For the sin I do not want to do, that I find myself doing. Then he goes, oh, wretched man of I like who helped me from this body of sin? Because I said, the right things I want to do, I can't do. And anytime I want to do the right thing, there's sin lives in my members. 
<laughs> you know this member's name. Remember, sin lives in my Romans chapter 7 from verse 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, then we're there. It talks about sin lives in my members. When I want to do the right thing, the sin that lives in my members is not allowing me to do it. Sin dwells in me. I, I was preaching one day and I said that sin lives in you, like your hotel, hotel for sin. Sin is traveling, that's his abode, you know. Now, not the born again believer that sin is living in you like Jesus lives in you, but the flesh. So you can be born again and still some things are still in your body. Say the body. That's why you have to yield your members as instruments of righteousness. (laughs) You've got some wild members. Wild. Wild. Somebody say wild. wild. You know, those who have got it can say, say <laughs> So it says that if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples and you will know the truth. And the truth that you know shall set you free. Okay. And Jesus said, it shall set you free from slavery of sin. Now, where am I going with this? When we are in Christ, we are free from the bondage of sin. You know the truth? No unbeliever can claim freedom from bondage of sin. You can't. On what premise? On what? You can be morally good. And most, most, uh, every unbeliever is good to one thing. Sometimes depending on your nature and your character and personality, you can look very good like an angel, but you know. In fact, some of, I, I was a mass ever. I was a mass ever. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't going bad places. You know, I didn't, no, 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 I will never. I mean, as I stand here, I got born again, I think at the age of 17. Yeah, at the age of 17. And I never smoked. I never drank alcohol. Up to now, I've never drank alcohol. I wasn't born again. Even though I was not born again, I never did that. I never had slept with any woman, even though I wasn't born again. See, so, so from the look of that, I was a master, but always in church. So from the look of things, ah, then I'm fine. But I was lost. And sin got me somewhere else. <laughs> your face changed. <laughs> sin will get you somewhere else. Maybe your, uh, your attitude towards maybe parents or uh, friends or anger or, you know, um, what we call it, uh, greed. Or something, somewhere. You'll be good in a lot of places, but there's this one place that you are struggling. And you say, oh, wretched man like me, who will save me? So when you are in Christ, you are set free from the bondage of sin. That is the truth. So let's go to John chapter 8, verse 35. It says that slaves do not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. When you are a slave, Jesus said you don't abide in the house forever. But a son does. Then go to, I like the next verse. Let's all read the next verse together. Let's go. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free. In, one more time. If the son makes you free, you shall be free. Some of you are not reading. Read it aloud. If the son makes you free, you shall be free. I want somebody with guts and audacity. Lift up your right hand and shout, I'm free! I'm free! Shout it again, I'm free! I'm free! 
One more time, I'm free. If the son makes you free, you are actually free. Properly, truly free. Now, identity. So some people are truly free, but they don't know. They don't know. Uh, let me see if I can remember the story about this man who had an aquarium and had some small, small fish and brought a big thing, snapper or something, bigger fish. And this fish was eating all the small ones. Kept eating them. So he built a glass to divide the aquarium. So he session from the other small fish session. And so he didn't see the glass, the bigger fish. Every time he's going there, he hits, bumps this you know, he, he go, go to hit the glass, then turns back. And he did that and just started getting hurt and bruised. And so he guess what? After a long time, he didn't go around because he knew that there was a glass there. Though it's an invisible, it wasn't visible. Anytime he goes, tries to go beyond, sees the little fish, want to go for them, cap! Then he goes that. Every time he sees the little fish, want to go for them, cap! He kept doing that and then he realized that no, you don't have to eat little fish. Because you attempt to eat little fish, always, it's always met with something. And so after a long time, the man now removed the glass. The little fish will come and swim around. He won't even bother go there. He won't try eating them. Because he had just changed his mindset about how to eat little fish. There are people who are set free from prison and they go and they still feel like they are still in prison. So you can be set free from prison but still remain in prison in your mind. Slave trade has been abolished years ago. But there are people who are still in slavery. Slavery. You are not free. Ah. (laughs) How can you owe and be free? (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) If you lose your job, you'll be so worried. Not because of the money you won't get, but it's because of the bills. That phone that you are making so much noise about, it's not your phone. <laughs> Praise God. I understand what I'm saying. That's why, if you can, always try and buy without getting into debt. Apart from positive debts like mortgage. But even that, you have to believe God to pay it off quickly. Bible says that train up a child the way he should go. In Proverbs 22. And you know what the Bible says? So when the child grows, he will not depart from it. Then the very next verse. You know what he said? He said that the, the borrower is a servant to the lender. It has to be. We have to teach our children. When you go borrowing, you are a slave to the one who is lending you the money. You are wondering, but what are you, how can I be free? You can be free. You see, you must, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. You are wearing a shoe on credit card. And so with all this noise, you are walking around. It's credit. You are wearing a wig on credit. Ah! Don't you have hair? God, it didn't God at least. Comb it at least. Thank, thank God for fashion. Nowadays, if you can just natural hair and just comb it nice and put something like what I mean. And it's okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Also, I mean, if you want your hair to flow like, I think that pop singer, what's her name? Beyonce. Has she got long hair? She used to, and she's cut it. Something. Um, that lady was telling me that in Czech, 
when they saw, they thought every black woman hair was natural. So they said, wow, Beyonce had a lot of. <laughs> All right, let me leave that so we can go to freedom. I, I wanted to say something, but I think we are freedom is more important. So Jesus was talking about spiritual liberty. But permit me to digress a little bit into because some of us are, are raised with this borrower mentality. Now, we must change our thinking and push it into our children. That's not good to owe. Some of you, if you can go, if you are doing a course, investing, and you can do it without taking loan, do it! I'm not saying don't loan or don't borrow. I'm not saying that. But I think people don't realize that when you are borrowing, you are making yourself, you are willingly submitting yourself into slavery. Hello. Can we move on from there? That's better, isn't it? So that people can feel comfortable. Jesus, what, what was Jesus talking about? So I heard John Maxwell say this some time ago, which I like. He said that if you find yourself in a pit, the first law is to stop digging before you start. But you are still digging, you are hoping to come up. But you are keeping digging. So if you find yourself in debt, the first thing is stop borrowing. Am I talking to somebody? You hear a knock at your door, you don't want to open. Some of us, when, when that, that letters come, you don't want to open the letters because you know the mobile phone company, O2, is coming after you. You work, you work for that Porsche phone. You didn't want to pay. O2, O2 and BT. Those guys know how to chase, me, chase people for this. Previous, those times when you call and your phone not for non-payment, they said, this phone has been suspended for non-payment of... You remember those times? Now they've changed. It says that the phone is not available now. John chapter 8 verse 36. Jesus says that you shall know the truth. He says, who the son sets free is free indeed. Say I'm free indeed. indeed. Alright. So your identity in Christ is you are a freed man. You are a freed woman. Don't walk in bondage. Free from what? Remember. The, 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 the premise was sin. Okay? But once you, ah, oh, Jesus, could Jesus heal somebody from sickness and say, go and sin no more? Think about it. Heal them, he said, go and sin no more. Sin can be the foundation of every human frustration. Adam and Eve were cool. They were okay. Till sin entered the garden and messed everything up. So sin in your life can be the response, can be the cause for every other frustration that follows. Do you get it? And so once you are free from sin, other things also follow. But remember, your identity in Christ is that you are actually free from sin. I keep saying this. Before you become born again, you are not able, you are, you are not able not to sin. You hear what I'm saying? You are not able not to sin. But after you become born again, you are able not to sin. Before you became born again, it is difficult not to sin. But after you become a Christian, I'm talking about Christian. Yesterday I was telling them here, I met a, a lady in a shop and we were having a chat, a conversation, she was an attendant, shop assistant, and I told her, I'm, I'm in church, I go to church. And she said, oh really, Church. I've never, I've, I've never been to a church before, though I'm a Christian. 
She said, I'm a Christian. No, no, don't get me right. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Christian. I was Christian. So, but I've never been to church before. And I was saying, you see, I, I don't blame you. I blame the one who Christian you. <laughs> you can't, you can't Christian. You can't make a child Christian. No one is born Christian. You see what I said? No one is born Christian. You must be born again, then you become a Christian. So you are, the first birth always is defective. You have, everybody was born into slavery of sin. But when you are born again, you are born again out of slavery of sin. Amen. So he who the son says free. The lady said, I'm a Christian, but I've never been to church before in my life. <laughs> very strange, very interesting. Very interesting. I have a PhD. I've never been to school. I've never written any exam. I've never been to have PhD. <laughs> I've never written any exam. Never studied. <laughs> and that's why we Christians have to wake up and help people out there because people are so lost that their level of understanding, their level, it's astounding. Their level of thinking is so imbecile. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can say something, excuse me, my language, something that sounds so stupid and he didn't realize that he said something so stupid. For instance, I'm a Christian but I've never been to church. I mean, it sounds so... You understand what I'm saying? Think about it. But they say it with impunity and confidence because they actually don't know that they are advertising their ignorance in a stupid way. And she said that she was smiling. <laughs> and yet they say, oh me, I know church, I know I'm a Christian. Uh, I don't see why Christians make noise about all these things, I'm a Christian. But they are not, in effect. When you are born again, the Bible says that you are set free. One of your identities in, uh, identities in Christ is we are set free from sin. Say, I'm set free from sin. Say it again, I'm free from sin. Say for the last time, I'm free from sin. So we are free from the bondage of sin. And then let me say the last one quickly. Um, no, let me add to this. Since we are, if we are free from the bondage of sin, look at Romans chapter 6 verse 18. Romans chapter 6 verse 18. And having been set free from... Oh, it's in the Bible. You see, you see, you see that thing? There's nothing like... Watch this. Listen to this very carefully. There's nothing like... Absolute freedom. There's nothing like absolute. You are waiting. Oh, I can't wait when I finish school and I get my job. I'll leave my mom's house. I'll leave my dad's house. I'll get my own flat. So you are free from your mother always telling you, go wash the dishes. But as soon as you get your own, you are now bound to be paying your own bill, light bills, bound to be cooking your own food. But you see, so there's nothing like total freedom. You are free from one thing and then you are bound to another thing. No, no, there's nothing like total freedom. Okay, I, I have it every time I have to wake up early morning, go to work, and ah, one day I'll be free. When I get my own company, I can go when I want. As soon as you are free from that one, too, you'll be, you become bound to dealing with all overheads and so many things by yourself. Dealing with employees. Doing with so many employees, depending on how many of them you've got. There's nothing like absolute freedom. There's nothing like absolute freedom. So Jesus said that if you are free from sin, then you are a slave to righteousness. Amen. 
<laughs> That's why he just said that. Listen, come unto me, all you who are who labor and are heavy laden. Um, in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 and I will give you rest then he goes on in verse 29 to say that take upon yourself my yoke so you can't say that actually you are yokeless there will definitely be yoke either you are the yoke of Christ or you are the yoke of the, you are not the yoke of the devil you can't say to me I, I, don't, I don't want to be I want to be free you can't be telling me everything I have to go to church yeah you can be free from, no, from going to church free and stay there and then you will be bound to something else some form of addiction or some form of struggle and some form of uh, all kinds of dreams and attacks and you are not happy you, you, I don't know what's wrong with you yeah you won't know because you are running away from God you are a Yona <laughs> when you are running away from God have you realized that you, you are not happy it doesn't matter the kind of music you listen to. You can listen to all the best music and be done. After you finish that, some people are dancing in the midst of dancing. They stop and start crying. They don't know why. And why are you crying? I don't know why. Why? Are you okay? Yes. You are sitting with your friends and with, behind the bar or the restaurant. Everybody's happy. And why is it? I don't know why. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that bondage is worse. Jesus' bondage is good. I mean, I'm bound to be praying. I'm bound to be praising God. But when I finish, I feel good. People don't know what we have in church. She says she's been to nightclubs. Am I right? She's been to nightclubs. She's been to parties. She's been to all. I tried everything. And when she came to church, she realized that this is far better than all. So I have a problem with you. If you are still in church, one leg is in church, the other one. <laughs> one leg is in church, the other one is, is out. You are too out to be in, and yet you are too in to be out. Jesus said, I will spill you out of my mouth. <laughs> but the point I'm making here is that once you are free from one thing, you must hold on to the new thing that you are bound to. Slaves of righteousness. Your friends are running around doing all sorts of things and you, you, you feel like you can't do that. Most of us, you see, we compare that to, um, I, I need a new job, I haven't got a job. And my friend had not going to church and look, they even got a better job. No, you see, job is different from freedom. She yeah. So what, in Christ, it's not so much about a miracle you are getting. The real miracle is liberty. Yeah. You are a free man. You are a free man. Yeah. You are a free man. Yeah. That's, that's what you actually got. You are a free man. But they can get all the car. They can buy all the houses. They can get all the jobs, which is good. God will give you to you. And the Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added. So he's coming. So he's coming. Say it's coming. But once it's yet on the way coming, don't be frustrated. Don't compare yourself to the people who use uh, we all we we all went for the interview and we wrote the exam. They don't go to church. I go to church every time, but look, I failed, I didn't get a job, and they see don't compare yourself to a slave. <laughs> You're a free man. Shut up free! Shut up free! Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 in NIV. It says that it is for freedom why Christ has set you free. So stay free. Amen. He said, 
It is for freedom that Christ has set. He actually set you free to be free. So stay free. Don't go and entangle and stand firm. And do not let yourself be burdened again with the yoke of slavery. Don't go back to your vomit. Don't go back. There's nothing there for you. And don't deceive yourself. Say, okay, okay, I'll have black and white. Just add a little bit of this. Add a little bit. So take the best here, the best here. There's nothing there for you. Stay in Christ because the Bible says that we are complete in Him. Freedom. Shut and free. free. When you, we, we wake up in the morning, you feel all kinds of things. You feel down. Just encourage yourself. Know that after all, I am free in Christ. Sin cannot have dominion over me. Romans chapter 8 verse 17 says that sin cannot, we are set free from sin. Free from sin. Freedom from sin, no one can buy it for you. No education can give it to you. No politician can give it to you. Even he himself is looking for it. No employer can give it to you. No material possession can give it to you. you that's what he says, says that what does a man gain if he gains the whole world and loses your soul? When you are, it's, it's time for you to die. Your car cannot say, oh, please, uh, spare her life. Let me stay because I have a, she's got a nice car. Your, your paycheck cannot do it for you. The woman, the man died. A millionaire, he died. He said, I want to be buried with my money. And at the funeral, when they put him in the casket before they lowered it, the, hus- the wife came and with the, it says that uh, my husband said we should, he wants every money of his to be buried with him. So I've made sure, I've made sure I have to honor it. And he said, so are you going to say, oh, don't worry, I've written a check of several billions. I'm going to put it in the coffin. When he goes, he can go and cash it. Yes. They'll bury you with your check. Nothing. Listen, no amount of material things can guarantee good life. Can I say something? Good life is not in the watch. Good life is not in the shoe. Neither is it in your suit. Good life is not in the car you drive. There are people who are driving very old cars and yours is maybe so posh and you are more miserable. Miserable sitting in a fine car. And they are so happy sitting in a normal They As I said, there are more happy people outside. I'm not saying money is not good. It's good. Now, if you have Christ and you have money too, it's better. Can you imagine? Double barrel. You have Christ and you have money. And so money is coming once you have Christ. By start with Christ. Oh, you are on your way to your wealthy place. Amen. But do you think this brother will be like this always? No. I mean, so long as he's working. I mean... Do you think you'll be like this? No, no, no. Stay in Christ and get, keep giving yourself to work. You can't be like that. Because he said that all these things shall be added. If he doesn't add it to you, he's, he's alive to you. Seek ye first. See, actually, even happiness is not based on marriage. There are people who get married and they get worse. Frustrated. In life. But when you have Christ and you do it in Christ, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. When you have Christ, Jesus is the answer. Answer. Amen. And he's the center of my joy. Amen. The center. Because I'm a free man. I'm a free man. 
I don't owe any devil. I'm a free man. I am free and you are free. That's who we are in Christ. Say I'm free. We are free from the bondage of sin and free the last thing I was going to say is free from the consequences, consequences of sin. So God does not hold your sin against you anymore. That's why he taught us to pray that. And forgive us our debts. So it is part of your covenant right to be forgiven once you ask for forgiveness. So the consequences of Bible says the wages of sin is death. Who remembers where that is? Romans what? God bless you. Romans 6.23. What does it say? Some people are wondering, what? Oh, I put you on the screen already. The wages of sin is death. So, once you sin, payday is coming. Payday is coming. But the good news is that we have been freed from the consequences of sin. Free from the consequences of sin. Say, I'm free from the consequences of sin. Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 that there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm free. Jesus said, where are all your accusers? They are nowhere. He said, therefore I also do not have anything against you. Go and sin no more. Can you imagine? Do you know what it feels to be forgiven? Yesterday I was watching the news. This actor who was in court for a few weeks now I forgot his name. Huh? Yes. And I saw newspaper review. I now I'm a free man. And he was drinking. Do you know what it feels? To really be free from all this thing and finally they, you are acquitted. He said you are no more guilty. The liberty you have. In the same way, the consequences of sin are no more held against you when you are in Christ. You are actually free by the justice of heaven. The justice of heaven has discharged you from the death of sin. Say, I'm free. That's who we are in Christ. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.